Enrolling more news headlines. First grade results in the North see wins to the Snappers and the Pirates and the South wins to the Rats and the Dolphins. Mid-North Coast Junior Axemen and Tomahawks continue their state championship preparations with trials against Far North Coast. Mid-North Coast players featuring the Kawhian High Schools v Kawhian Catholic College matches on the weekend. Tipping competition prize money is revealed. And a Get Talking Mental Health Workshop part of the New South Wales Positive Rugby Foundation's Rugby for Good program was conducted. That's all from the Rolling Wall News Headlines. Results from across the zone, starting with the CS Group Northern Competition, the under-14s results will feature first. The Cosshaver Snappers Black defeated their CU Marlins 36-24. The Kempty Cannonballs defeated the Pontahori Pirates 60-0. The Grafton Redmen defeated the Cosshaver Snappers Red 29-24. And the Hastings Valley Vikings had the bye. In the under-16s, the Snappers defeated the Cannonballs 66-22 and the Marlins defeated the Vikings 26-12. In the under-18s, the Pirates defeated the Cannonballs 19-7. The Vikings, the Snappers and the Marlins all had buys. In the women's division, the Redmen defeated the Snappers 56-0, the Pirates defeated the Cannonballs 74-0 and the Vikings and Marlins had the buy. In reserve grade, the Bowbill Goennas defeated the Marlins 26-7, the Cannibals defeated the Pirates 22-19, and the Snappers defeated the Redmen 24-5. The Vikings had the bye. In the Seagates Group Mid-North Coast Rugby First Grade Northern Competition, the Cosshaver Snappers defeated the Grafton Redmen 20-7 in a hard-fought game. It was played in front of a large and vocal crowd for sponsors and Old Boys Day, with the rugby stepping up to the occasion to deliver a real heavyweight battle between the two high-flying teams. The first 20 minutes saw both teams fire shots, with both teams' defences holding solid. Snappers number 15 Stuart McVicker worked a bit of magic to finish off a sweeping attacking play. A penalty goal a couple minutes later ascended the lead to eight. Redmond Club stalwart number 10, Kyle Hancock, stepped up when his team needed leadership to cross the line and when the conversion was slotted, it was a one-point ball game. The second half started like the first, with neither team wanted to give an inch. Enter Snappers captain coach Mitch Walton, who blew the game out of the water with a quick-fire double to set his team on the path to a critical victory. Grafton's version of the second half bomb squad weren't able to wrestle back control of the game as they've been able to in their previous two encounters. The Snappers have won three from three to sit on top of the ladder on 14 competition points. The Redmen dropped down to fourth with two wins and nine competition points. In the second match, the Port Macquarie Pirates defeated the Kempsey Cannonballs in a high-scoring affair 47-21. In the Peter Sales Memorial match, the Pirates set sail in a game where 68 points and 10 tries were scored. The Pirates were in control for the majority of the match. All the early traffic was with the Pirates, seeing them lead 21-0 in the shadows of half-time. After averaging 23 points a game, the Pirates coaching staff were very happy, racking up the large score of 47 points with a hat-trick to the hard-running outside centre Andrew Boyce, a real highlight. This bonus point victory put
puts the Pirates' season back on track after two tight losses. Kempsey rallied late to score three tries and just miss out on a four-try bonus point to take a little bit of momentum in the next week's home clash against the high-flying snappers. The Pirates have moved to the second spot on the ladder with two wins from four games and 12 competition points. Kempsey slipped back to third with two wins from three games and 10 competition points. Here are some comments from Pirates coach Cameron Gray, who was good enough to rejoin the podcast for an interview. Catch the whole interview on the Rolling Wall Facebook page. Can you tell us your thoughts about the game on Saturday? Yeah, no, it was, uh, it's, you know, I don't want to sound arrogant or strong minded, but uh, it was what I expected. Uh, we had a pretty emotional week. We, we dubbed the week Mates Week uh, for a couple of reasons. One of them was Memorial Day, and our one of our popular members of the committee, Tim Sales, his brother, passed away some time ago, and it was it was dedicated to him and a couple of others who have passed as well. And it was our probably one of our leading players, uh, Reese Martins. It was his hundredth game, so I stuck the fires early in the week around just trying to get that emotional attachment, which is generally generally when we're at our best and. We got what I expected. It was a good win. The, the, the boys turned up, which, which is another part of our theme. Just keep on keep on coming. How do you say that for a first half, scoring 19 and conceding no points? Yeah, no, pretty happy. Again, it was what I expected. Kempsey came out pretty hard. I think it was 21-0. Uh, but yeah, Kempsey came out strong. They blitzed us in that first scrum. And I thought, jeepers, you know, we, we, we could actually be in for a long day here. But uh no, we absorbed a lot of pressure. It was uh, they, they came hard. Uh, they, they were well organised to begin with, uh, pretty resilient on defence, and they were really, really strong in the rucks. So uh, it wasn't easy. Uh, the, it was a bit misleading that halftime scoreline, but I, I think the key difference was we, we 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 took our opportunities in that first half. I think we got three or four, and we took all took three of them. Uh, so I'm pleased with that. Again, I can't thank Cameron enough for his thoughts on the game and his time for the interview. In the CS Group Mid-North Coast Rugby Southern Competition, the Men River Rats defeat the Old Bar Clans 40-5 in a result that sees their season going from strength to strength. The Rats scored an impressive 6 tries to 1 victory as they aimed to go one better than beaten grand finalists from last year. They have started on fire with 3 wins, 2 with bonus points from 3 games to sit on top of the table by superior forward against over the Thunder. The Rats put on a clinic of ball and tempo control, winning the game in tight with their forwards providing five of the tries. With second rower number five Blake Howard scoring a double in the dominant display to power the engine room of the Rats. The Clams put the best fight they could, but with a spicy cough, injuries and a wedding to contend with, their depth was thoroughly tested. Getting some minutes into the legs of their wider squad will only benefit the Clams in the long run, which is a positive they'll take away from this one. In the women's match, the Gloucester Cockies defeated the Manning River Rats 19-17 in one of the tightest and most thrilling matches of the season. These two teams are the competition frontrunners. This game promised to be a cracker and it delivered in spades. In a three tries apiece contest, the convergence were the ultimate difference. After both teams had spent the previous games racking up the points, this was an arm wrestle and a great sign these two teams are very evenly matched. Rats Talisha Gulugong, three tries, won the battle against the Cockies Hannah Forrest, one try, 
but Hannah's team won the war. Mark down the 1st of July for the return battle at Gloucester as a must watch. In the second match, the Foster Tuncurry Dolphins defeated the Lambert Bulls 24-5, finding their mojo during the bye to record their first win of the season. They've got the monkey off their back, scoring tries and picking up a four-try bonus point to kick their season after being held scoreless in their first two games. Try scorers for the Dolphins came from across the park, including number five, Chris Simon, number eight, Blake Paulson, and number 13, Blake Newcomb, and a really good sign for their attack heading forward. The following is an extract from the Dolphins' Facebook. The men got the chockies in a tough slog, 24-10, always in control of the contest and led strongly by Blake Paulson and their resident block of cement, Fooker. The Bulls head into their first bye with one win and three losses with a lot of work to get their premiership defence back on track. The week off could prove the catalyst to make the changes and regain the focus to surge up the ladder as they are currently fourth with one win and four competition points. Here are some comments from Dolphins captain coach Blake Paulson who was good enough to join the podcast for an interview, cast the whole interview on the Rolling Wall Facebook page. Uh, what can you tell us about your thoughts about the game on Saturday? You couldn't have asked for uh, better better weather for rugby at all, and it was a really good game. Would have been great to watch from all parts. It was enjoyable to play. It was played in the right spirit, and um, it was good to execute finally on what we've trained and what we've been trying to work towards. But you came to this game without scoring a point in your first two games. What was the mood and the vibe around the camp? Yeah, I I had told them not not to take any notice of it and to really just get to the next job, move on from it, go to the next job. That's actually the first game that we've taken to the full 80 minutes with a couple of very unfortunate events in the first game and second game. Just kept reiterating to them that we've got to take the game to the full term, do the work and the result will come. Thanks again to Blake for his time and insights. In the women's match... The Foster Tuncurry Dolphins defeated the Lambert Bulls 41-19 to make it two wins from three starts. The Dolphins are building to their return season nicely after sitting out last year. In a seven-try-to-three performance, Shanoa Andrews yet again starred with four tries to inspire her team to an important victory. This bonus point victory keeps the pressure on the top two teams of the competition. The Bulls will find positives in their performance and it will take small improvements here and there to put them right in the mix this year. This week's rugby stories from the Rolling Mall News Desk. The junior Axemen and Tomahawks travelled to Yamber on Sunday to take on their northern neighbours far north coast to continue their preparation for the state championships on the June long weekend. The under-12s, 13s, 14s and 15s boys teams and the under-14s girls were all in action. Far North Coast juniors have had strong championship results in recent years. Results weren't favourable with players backing up after club games Saturday and injuries and illness taking their toll. Resilience and character built provides a great prep for the three days of rugby coming up. Next up is Welcoming Central North Junior Rugby Union and New England Junior Rugby Union, the Dorigo, this weekend for their final trial matches. 
Marlon Frost, playing for the combined Catholic colleges, faced off against Zachary Young, playing for the combined high school's team. These two teammates at the Marlins got to go head-to-head in their first hit-outs for the teams in the under-16s this year. These matches, the school associations play against each other, help determine selection into the New South Wales schools 1 and 2 teams, which will play in the Australian schools championships to be held at Knox Grammar between the 3rd and 8th of July. Lawson Moffat from the Kempsey Cannonballs played for the combined Catholic colleges and faced off against Isaac Barker, playing for the combined high schools team in the under-18s match. These matches take on a very important meaning with all matches played in front of the selectors for the under-18s New South Wales Waratahs Gen Blue side. A Rugby for Good Get Talking Mental Health workshop was held at the Cos Harbour Snappers Rugby Club last week. These workshops tackle some of the big issues facing young men with the Tomorrow Man organisation running this outstanding program. 18 male participants from the club were involved and the feedback could not be more positive and highly recommended. Cost Coast Rugby Challenge, Marcus Vaughan joined the podcast to talk about what makes the challenge so unique and why players, parents, supporters are hooked once they're involved. Find the whole interview with two people talking passionately and casually about the great game of rugby and how this challenge brings out the rugby values and everything that is good with the game on the Rolling Moor Facebook page. That's all the rugby stories from the Rolling Moor News Desk. An update on the podcast Super Rugby Pacific Tipping Competition, proudly sponsored by Ugly Duckling Auto Care. Call today on 0412 151 873 for your car, boat, truck and caravan mobile auto detailing needs. There are only two rounds left to play. Zach Tain is out in the lead with 60. The podcast close behind on 58. Rocking Horse Road a little further back on 56. And Laney and Sketchley rounding out the top five on 54. This year, the tipping competition has a prize pool of over $150. Third place will receive $20. Second place will receive $40 and first place will receive a whopping $100 plus a $50 bonus for any player that was there from round one. And with the top five all there since round one, the winner will most likely receive $100, yes, $150. With two weeks left, it's all to play for, and this week looks quite challenging. Could we see some movement on that ladder? Looking ahead at this week's CS Group Northern Mid-North Coast competition fixtures, the Port Macquarie Pirates host the Grafton Redmond at Stewart's Park for the second time this year. The Redmond took the victory 21-17 in the first game. The Pirates come into this game off the back of a high-scoring victory over the Cannonballs. The Redmond suffered their first loss of the season at the hands of the Snappers. The Pirates were looking to execute their fundamentals which are winning the collision attack and defence, setting their platform by controlling the breakdown, let them play up-tempo rugby, and keep racking up the points after scoring 47 last week. The Redmond's strength this year has been to drag teams into the arm wrestles, break the A-line in attack and convert their half-breaks with great support lines. This one has a feeling of two heavyweight boxers going blow for blow, with the crowd treated to a physical and fast game at Stewart's Park. 
The team that can stand up to the hits, counter-attacks the strongest, and wins the major moments will collect the points. Pirates slight favourites with the home ground advantage. Here are some comments from Pirates coach Cameron Gray about the upcoming game. Looking ahead at the weekend, hosting Grafton, what are you expecting this weekend? Oh, more of the same from them. From our guys, I'm expecting something different. But I think they'll do again, they'll do the basics well. They were tenacious. Uh, it's incumbent on us to speed the game up. I think they favour a slower game, whereas we like to play up-tempo. Ideally, the ball would be in play for 80 minutes if it was us. Uh, but realistically and statistically, it's probably less than a half that the ball's in play for. So we really got to, whenever that ball's in play, we've got to make sure it's moving fast, fast and we've got revolutions on the ball. It's moving, and we're moving to those collisions with yep. really, really strong intentions. But I'm expecting them to be strong. They'll be good. Again, a big thank you to Cameron. In the second game, the Kempsey Cannonballs play their first home game of the season at Crescent Head, hosting the high-flying Cos Harbour Snappers. The Cannonballs went down to the Port Pirates last week. The Snappers continued their unbeaten streak, defeating the Grafton Redmen. Kempsey have been perfect before last week, and we're looking to hit back quickly. The Cannonballs will know that the defence will be key with the Snappers scoring 120 points across their three games. Turning the game into a series of small moments that they can dominate and keeping the game tight using their forward packs to make inroads will be a must for the Cannonballs if they are the challenge to Snappers in this one. The strength of the Snappers so far this year have been their speed of play and their lethal back line. They'll be looking to put speed in the game, blast through the middle and let their double try-scorer game-changer Mitch Walton pick the pass to set up the finish. Can a big home crowd help the Cannonballs make it three wins from four this season? The Snappers' red-hot form to start the season is too hard to overlook here. Kickoff is at 3.20pm at Ian Walton Memorial Field, Crescent Head. In the third game... The Hastings Valley Vikings host their third home game of the season at Oxy Oval, welcoming the SCU Marlins. This is a clash of the two teams that haven't won so far this year. The Vikings have played three games and the Marlins two games. In a competition that's red hot, it's critical to keep up with the pack. Both teams had the bye last week to freshen up and focus on areas that need work. For the Vikings, defence will be high on their agenda can see 145 points. For the Marlins, find that 80-minute performance after being run down by the Redmen very late in the last game. Look for the Vikings to use their home game advantage to pin the Marlins in their own half using the boot, step up the defence to stifle the Marlins' attack and take the game deep and tap into that Vikings DNA. The Marlins will look to start fast again after being up 17-0 last game. Dominate the set piece, delay the platform for their attack, work on their discipline as AJ Gilbert said in the last podcast, and capitalise on their chances that they're afforded. The Vikings will be desperate for the win here, but the Marlins' heartbreak from last game gives them the edge. Kickoff is at 3.15pm at Oxy Oval, Port Macquarie. Games that don't follow the first grade fixture. In the under-14s, the snappers black host the Grafton Redmond at 9.30am and in reserve grade the Bowerville Goennas host the Grafton Redmond at 1.55pm. 
In the CH Group Southern Mid-North Coast competition in the men's division, the Warhope Thunder are hosting the Manning River Rats at the top of the ladder showdown of the two undefeated teams. The Thunder come off the bye and have been on fire on their return to the competition. The Rats had a big victory over the Clams last round and we're looking to keep their perfect record intact. A massive crowd will be on hand to witness this blockbuster which earns the podcast Game of the Round. The Rats will be looking to bring their try-scoring form into this one to keep the scoreboard ticking over. Find parity in the middle of the ground to take away one of Thunder's strength and counter-attack to unleash their back line to do the damage on the scoreboard. The Thunder will be looking to bring the game into the trenches and make it an arm wrestle. Hit the scoreboard early and regularly and sharpen defence to stop the Rats from getting a roll on. This one looks like a classic with a big crowd helping the Thunder. With the Rats' benefit of having the runs in the legs from last year to give them the slight advantage in this tight fixture. Kickoff is at 3pm at Andrews Park, Warhope. In the women's, Warhope Thunder are hosting the Manning River Rats as they look for their first victory of the year. It will be an uphill battle with their proponents, one of the two competition front runners. The Thunder will be advantaged by playing at home for the first time since round one and we're looking for a big boost from their home crowd. The Rats narrowly went down to the Cockies last week, and we're looking to bounce back strongly. For the Thunder to make any inroads in this game, shutting down the Rats' Talisha Gulagong, who scored three tries last week, is a must. Kickoff is at 1.45pm at Andrews Park, Warhope. In the second game, the Foster Tuncurry Dolphins are hosting the Old Bard Clams and we're looking to continue their winning ways after their breakthrough win last week. The Dolphins got the ball rolling in the scoring department last week. The Clams have had a little trouble on the scoring front with only 25 points being scored across their first three games. Keys for the Dolphins? Continue to build momentum with their forward pack to control the middle use their newfound cohesion to convert their chances, and run out the game to overwhelm their opposition. Keys for the Clams. Start strong to get the game on their terms. Defend well to keep the scoreline tight, and take their limited opportunities afforded to them to rack up as many points as possible. Here are some thoughts from Dolphins coach Blake Paulson on the upcoming game. Looking ahead at the weekend, you're hosting the Old Bar Clams at Peter Barkley Field, the Finplex. What are you expecting? Oh, we're, we're expecting a really tough contest. That They've been quite impressive this year. I don't think there's been one game where they haven't really taken it to any of their opposition that they've been up against. And um, it's really positive to see them back in such a such a big way. And what the style of footy they seem to be playing seems to be pretty no-nonsense sort of grinding stuff. And they're definitely right in there with everyone else. I, I think it's the closest this competition across the board has been in a long, long time. Thanks again to Blake for his time. This one looks to be a tight tussle with the Dolphins' form for the last week giving them the edge. Kickoff is at 3pm at Peter Barkley Fields, Tuncurry. In the women's match, the Foster Tuncurry Dolphins are hosting the top-of-the-table Gloucester Cockies in a clash of the competition front-runner 
and one of the top challenges for this year's title. The Dolphins are coming off a dominant victory and are two from three to start the season. The Cockies are flying high with a 100% win record and a for and against positive of 125 points. Both teams will come to this game with a belief they can win this one and it should be an absolute cracker of a game. The battle between the Dolphins' chief tri-scorer Zali Bolt and the Gloucester Cockies' Hannah Forrest will be the battle to watch out for and will go a long way to deciding this game. Kickoff is at 1.45pm at Peter Barclay Field's Tuncurry. Thank you for listening to the Rolling Wall podcast. And as always, if you have any tips, information or stories that should be shared with the rugby public in the mid-north coast, please get in touch with the podcast at the Facebook page, The Rolling Wall Podcast. Stay true, enjoy the rugby, and go the Tomahawks and Axemen.